On today's episode of the Hit Man Podcast, I had the pleasure of having my Brooklyn brother, Q Beeman, pulling up on the show. We talking playoff basketball. We talking the Bucks beating down the Nets back-to-back games. Steph Curry breaking records like usual. The Wizards on a hot streak. Is Russell Westbrook a top five point guard of all time? We talk about it in the first NBA BAM. The New York basketball scene is on fire. And as we get closer to the end of the season, we're talking all NBA voting. Getting off into the NFL, we review the NFL draft, which team won, which team lost, the quarterbacks of the future, and how in the hell are the Bears going to explain if Justin Fields doesn't pan out? Quick hits, we get off in the UFC 261, Paul Pierce's new occupation, Jake Paul and Daniel Cormier getting into it. Amari Hardwick tells y'all which show is the best, Power, The Wire, or Snowfall. Can't forget about talking Generation Hustle and TJX6. Let me tell you about this one time at Walmart. <laughs> we get off into the sneaker rundown, a bunch of hot releases, and a few sneaker stories that y'all probably didn't know about. We finished the show off with the game show and some big time shout outs. The Hit Men podcast in full effect starting right now. Stop what you're doing Because I'm about to ruin The image and the style That you used to Whenever you hear that MVP chant You already know what's the deal It's the most valuable podcast In the world <laughs> The Hitman Podcast What's the word Chris checking in This week I got my Brooklyn brother Q What's the deal bro How you feeling I'm good brody You know just living Living <laughs> Regular Straight up Best and down where you at I'm in Chicago, bro. Cooling. I appreciate you tapping in with me this week, bro. What's the deal? How's everything out there on the East Coast? Everything's straight, you know, getting this fake summer weather, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. I don't know the weather to put on my summer clothes, put on my spring clothes. I got a little snorkel out just in case, but <laughs> everything's straight. Right on. I had a rough week, bro. I had to uh, send an RIP to my space gyms. They blew up on me when I was at work. The 09 joints, they ripped on me when I was going up the stairs. I didn't want nobody to think I had any bang bangs on. You feel me? <laughs> I take good care of my sneaks, but we're going to get off into that later on in the game. But it feel like I've been snake bit, but I'm happy to be back pod. And I, I'm glad to have you with me this week. We got lots of cover. We've been away for a little while. But before we get started, we want to let everybody know where y'all can find us. We everywhere that podcast live. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and many more. Make sure y'all hit us up in the mailbag. Check us out, the Hitman Podcast at gmail.com. Hit me up on the socials at the Hitman Podcast at Labeled and On Q. Where can they find you at, Brody? 
You can find me on Instagram at QE Beeman, uh, QE Beeman one. I want you guys to follow me. I'm here for marketing, uh, marketing advice, consulting, uh, content making. I do whatever you need to help your business grow. Uh, let's just keep it building, Brady. Right on, right on, right on. Make sure y'all tap in with my good brother. Don't forget also rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. Let us know how we doing. Let us know what y'all want from the show. We about to get off into it. Y'all know how we do it each and every time we get down. It's the woo-wop, the bams. First and foremost, like I said, we playing a little bit of catch-up. We got to pay homage. Rest in peace to the legend. Rest in peace to the God, to the innovator, Shock G, a.k.a. Mr. Humpty Hump. You feel me? Do me, baby. <laughs> Pioneer created a digital underground, gone too soon. He was uh, instrumental in introducing the world to Tupac Shakur. We all know we heard him on that verse, same song, and it kind of just took off from there. But rest in peace to the legend. Listen, I'm happy that he was able to introduce us to Tupac. I know him more for the Humpty dances. The da- I'm about to give <laughs> me my nose right now from Party City, so I'm about to go bananas. Word. You're already hyping me up. And you know we, you know what I'm saying, for y'all that don't know, Q is uh, one of my big dog brothers from Cap Alpha Psi. I, I first got turned on to Shock G from Freaks of the Industry. You know, that's like the superhero theme music for us. You feel me? Now you got to put me on. You got to put me on. Now I got to add some stuff to my playlist. Listen, <laughs> for, for me, being an up north person, I know, uh, you know, that's a little bit more West Coast. But being an up north person, I know about the Biggies, the, you know, the Jays. But I got to get a little bit more and do and tuned with my playlist so just put me on tell me some more songs some more hits i mean from shock g i mean who don't know shock g you talking about same song you talking about freaks of the industry you talking about the humpty dance what more i mean everything else from there check out the whole album check out sex package it's on apple do your thing man i'm sure he uh you feel me out in oakland i'm sure he did a lot of Inspiring for the folks that's playing in the NBA. Some of them guys, they probably got their stuff situated. And you can't forget I get around. That's a that's a you know what I'm saying play a classic. You feel me? Listen, I'm I'm married now. I cannot say those words out <laughs> loud. <laughs> so I didn't want to drop the track, but uh <laughs> <laughs> You know how we do. Let's get off into it, man. Where you want to take it first? NBA, NFL, what's your speciality? What you want to get off into first? Let's talk about some NBA. You know it's been going on around this league. Um, Let's start then. Let's start trickling down. I I really want to get into this DK stuff. So when we get into this NFL, we're going to laugh about DK. (laughs) (laughs) I know you feel a way about that. I ain't really that that partial about it. But we're going to start with the NBA, right? So first and foremost, unless you've been living under a rock, the Milwaukee Bucks came out serving notice. They whooped on the new uh, the Brooklyn Nets. I'm about to say the New Jersey Nets. They whooped on the Brooklyn. <laughs> they whooped on the Brooklyn Nets two games in a row out in Milwaukee. Giannis going galactic. He had a 50 burger the first night, and then came back and whooped them for 32 on Monday or Tuesday. Listen, there's a lot of people right now. I'm from Brooklyn, so I'm happy for the Nets. But a lot of people right now are wondering what's going to happen when they meet off in the playoffs. Two days back to back. A win. Giannis, listen, DeAndre Jordan, you need to go find your defense somewhere because Giannis was acting a fool on you for no reason. (laughs) Post, fade away. Step up three. When does Giannis do do that? When does he do step up threes? He hit three of them big things in the game when he had 49. That is crazy. DeAndre, we need you to get back to that Clippers lens. We're Lob City, DeAndre. That ain't Brandon Knight. Get your life together. 
Giannis and the Bucks, right? For the past 10 games, they 73 in their last 10. The Bucks, they went through April scoring 120 points a game. Just in the first, we only in the sixth day of May, they upped the percentage. They're 125 points a game now. I always say when it comes right before the playoffs, the team you go with is the team that starts to get hot and peak right before the playoffs. This was what Miami was doing last year when they upped their defensive effort. And now my and now Milwaukee is up in the points. And they did it against the big dog. Everybody thinks that the Nets are going to win the championship or at least be in the finals. But Milwaukee is right there. We haven't been talking about them for months. And now all of a sudden they peek their head out of that hole and say, listen, bro, don't forget we still got the back-to-back -back MVP, the reigning defensive player of the year. And we've been the number one seed in the East for the past two or three seasons. Not to mention, it's a little bit of added influence right now because word around the campfire is Mike Budenholz is on the hot seat if they don't make it to the conference finals. So I think that the Bucks are playing inspired and they served the Nets. They put them on notice. Blake Griffin couldn't do shit with Giannis. He was driving right, stepped back, couldn't get in. So he drives it left and he beats him to the hole. Even though Blake Griffin still got athleticism, he showed that he couldn't fuck with the freak right now. You feel me? Can I ask you a real question though? What up? What up? What up? How many times they going to do this? How many times Giannis is going to get MVP? Right now, he don't want that. I, I wouldn't want it. Get it three times in a row and then get booted out Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> Second round. <laughs> How many times are we going to do this? So I understand the hype, the anticipation of, you know, they getting a little hot right now going into the playoffs. But we've seen this picture already. As you said, it's the same song. So, so what you feel about this? Do you think this is one of those moments where they're really going to break through the East, especially with them bad boys in Brooklyn that's sitting right there? I think I don't I, think it's going to happen. I think I think it's looking good for them right now. They showed that they can hang with the big dogs. It, I really liked. I really was enjoying the prospects of the matchup anyway because it's a it's a Eastern Conference Finals like fantasy matchup. I wanted to see how each team measured up. I wanted to see what KD was doing. And let's not forget, even though Giannis did did what he did these past few games. Kevin Durant had back-to-back 40- and 30-point games. Kyrie had a 25-26-point a, a game. Mind you, the first game, he took an ill-advised three at the end of the game. They were only down one. So they could have used the two-for-one opportunity and actually won that game. But Kyrie was feeling hot. He had struggled in the first half of the game, and he wanted to build on that momentum. So I feel it. He's been playing pissed all year anyway, but I think that they just should have took a way better look at the situation, step back and figured it out and strategized. The other thing was they were giving Giannis way too many open shots because they don't respect his percentage. And mind you, he played the averages. He's not going to hit that type of – he's not going to get that type of shooting uh, – like being on fire with shooting like that every night, night in, night out. But – he took advantage of it. If you go give it to me, I'm going to take what the defense gives me. And at that point, it was lights out for them. I don't think that's going to happen again. And if the Nets are smart, if they know what they want to do in terms of getting to the finals, they're going to make those adjustments because Milwaukee's going to be there. Philly's going to be there, but Milwaukee's going to be there too. If I, I were the Nets, and if I were the Nets, I would tell James Harden to get his ass in gear as soon as possible. I don't know. I, I feel like it's about to be a, a Philly Brooklyn. Unless unless the seed didn't make it real crazy, I feel like it's going to be Brooklyn and Philly. I ninety five, huh? I don't trust. I don't trust Giannis. We're we gonna go into my LeBron love, but I don't trust Giannis at all, bro. He's been sitting here for the last couple of years, being the most dominant player. But when that spotlight get on you in the playoffs, everything slow down. He ain't doing nothing at 
all. I, I, don't get me wrong. He's shooting about 31% from the three-point line, which is his best since his rookie year. But his rookie year, he only shot about 13 of them things. Right, right. You feel me? So what, what are you really genuinely going to do with this guy? You're allowing him to get to the lane. And we've seen what he did to DeAndre. He sat there with a post-up fadeaway. He was looking like Jordan, really. He hit him with his little <laughs> Jordan pump with the little whole, whole ball in his hand. And it looked cute. But when it comes down and, you know, you know, ass cheeks get tight in those playoffs and we need you to really step up. I hope Drew Holiday really does something. Uh, I think the acquisition of him helps that team a lot. They got a point guard that really know how to do what they need to do on that defense line. That he could shoot. He could do what he has to do just to hold it down. But Chris Middleton, show the fuck up, bro. You got to show up. Chris Middleton the other night, that was the real reason why they beat. Uh, the Washington Wizards the other night was because Chris Middleton showed up. Word. He showed up in the fourth quarter. I think he had about four or five straight shots. Didn't no misses. If Chris Middleton ain't gonna show up, you really got one All Star on your team. Don't don't get me wrong. True is a hot All Star, but he's not Giannis. And Chris Middleton, you need to show up. Or I'm gonna have to call Michael Red to come sub out for you, bro. <laughs> Dig him about the gray. Let's stay there for a second though. You just brought the Wizards up. They just came off an eight game win streak last week. Russell Westbrook's been in the news quite a bit. He's right now the all-time leader in Wizards history. <laughs> Wizards, Bullets, whoever, for triple-doubles. His coach, Scott Brooks, came out and said he's probably the best point guard of all time. Nobody on the stat sheet. Nobody's doing what he does on the stat sheet. Does the, I mean, does the, does the triple-double like phenomenon with Russell Westbrook make him, in your opinion, a top-five point guard of all time, though? All right, so... <laughs> my boy Russ listen Brody is the truth I, I understand that we want to sit here and say listen you can't win with him uh, you've seen players win without him you've seen my boy KD go somewhere else and win but he did that with Steph he, he about to go to Brooklyn let's see what he does but in regards to Westbrook I believe he's getting there maybe top 10 not top 5 you got a lot of people you gotta go through you gotta go through the Stocktons you gotta go through my boy Zeke that's my number 3 favorite player of all time Isaiah Thomas people forget about my guy Shot he him. went through them Boston Celtics he went through them when it was Boston, Boston Celtics Jordan had to go through him and Jordan had to wait to go through him so you, you got players like that um, shoot is he even on a level with people like Jason Kidd as of yet even though Jason Kidd isn't going to give you those points and those crazy statistics, Jason Kidd is doing the same thing in regards to triple-double. He's leading teams to Eastern Conference Finals back-to-back. -back. I mean, he was getting his butt washed, but when he led them there, he was able to be the, the general, the leader. He set up plays. He made Kenyon Martin an all-star. He made Richard Jefferson look like he had some game. Uh, shout out to Richard Jefferson. But at the same time, like... I feel Brody is top 10 at the end of his career when all said and done. I think what he's done in, in reflection to the triple doubles can never be duplicated. I love Big O and you got to put him in that top five point guard uh, discussion. Big O by Oscar Robinson. But I think Russ, when we look at his body of work and we look at the engine and the motor that he played with, the only thing you could think of is if Allen Iverson and Kobe had a baby like my boy Max Kellerman say, <laughs> that is Russ. And uh, I, I I love what I'm seeing. I enjoy watching him play. I'll pay to watch him play. Other than that, I'll catch you on a uh, game cast or something real quick. We're going to talk about the all-NBA voting in a second, but a point guard that you didn't get a chance to mention was Steph, the chef, Curry. He already breaking records left and right. But last week, he scored a record 96 three-pointers in the month of April. That's never happened in the NBA. He's used to breaking records all of a sudden. It's nothing new to us, but Draymond Green came out last week and said the league is afraid of Steph Curry. Nobody wants to see him in the playoffs. 
right now the Golden State Warriors sit in the ninth seed, so they're in uh, play-in tournament uh, position. But my question to you is, are you surprised, one, at how the well the Warriors are doing, given, you know, the situation, Clay being out, KD being gone, Kelly Oubre's down, Wiseman's down. It's kind of like Steph Curry and the Temptations. You <laughs> feel me? And so are you, are you surprised by their position? And... How far do you think they can go if they get into the playoffs? All right, let me answer the latter question. They 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 gonna be done. Party done. First and round, the, first, the play in, or, or are you talking about first round? I, I think they could get a play in game. Steph gonna get you one. He gonna get you one, especially if he's having one of those games where he's sitting there. Perfect example in the month of April uh, against OKC on the fourteenth. My man scored eleven of sixteen threes. Who does that? He owns 11 OKC. of 16. He owns OKC. Threes. So let me set the table for you before you finish your answer. If the playoffs started today with the play-in tournament, the Golden State Warriors at the 9 seed would be playing the Memphis Grizzlies in the play-in tournament. And for the rules for the tournament, the lower seed has to win two games, two elimination games. The higher seed only has to win one. So that would mean Memphis, because they have a, a percentage, I think they're half a game up on the Warriors. Again, yeah, a half a game. If they played the Warriors, they would only have to win one game. The Warriors would have to win two. I have the Warriors in that se- in that series. I have them winning two over Memphis. That's just me. Nah, I agree. I agree. I, ja is getting there, and I know last night he was uh, feeling himself talking about something. He's a top point guard. You heard that too, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Listen, I, I, you a top point guard dunker. But you ain't there yet, Ja. You 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 getting there, but you ain't there yet. I, I respect it, but I I do think that will happen. Um, I, I know they want to don't want to rush Clay, but I think the competitor of who he is, he's hurt. But there's a difference between being hurt and injured. And if my guy have some kind of ability to come back, that's the only way I see them scaring somebody in the first round. Is if you can get a Clay Thompson just scaring people. Oh, he's in that corner. He's on that wing. But that that ain't gonna happen. So let's be realistic. Right. Uh, Draymond ain't shit. <laughs> I've been saying this Damn. for years. <laughs> I've been saying this for years. If Draymond didn't have Clay and Steph, what the fuck would he be? He'll be exactly what we're seeing right now. I know age has got to him, and that's why he's not even averaging more than seven points a game. But at the same time, Draymond, what are you, bro? I thought you was a defensive player. I thought you could lock somebody down no matter if it was a big or small. But in a realistic sense, what Steph is doing, he can carry his team through a play uh, a playing tournament. There's no way Jai's gonna beat them. The experience that OKC has with that coaching staff, Steve Kerr, is gonna be a trouble. It's gonna be a problem. And if stay if Steph gets hot, oh, Chef Curry in this place. If Steph gets hurt, Chef Curry with Chef Curry with the shot. That's what they'll say. Chef Curry with the shot. Let's talk uh, a subject that's near and dear to your heart. Let's talk New York basketball. We just got through talking about the Brooklyn Nets and their positioning. But the Knicks, the New York Knicks, when the last time you heard a headline about the Knicks, boy? The last time I heard the Knicks was popping was in 262 Public School uh, and uh, Mr. Atkins' gym class back in the 2000s when they, they had Canby on the poster and Latrell choke you out Spreewell. That was the last time I heard about the Knicks. I'm, I'm excited as a New Yorker to have two good teams. Uh, I think what New York did that nobody really pays attention to is they got themselves a star this offseason. And my, my nephew, G's is a big, big New York fan. And he keep preaching to me about this star that they got. Oh, you must and be talking it, about D-Rose. You must be talking about Southside Chicago. You feel me? 
Oh, we're going to get to D. Rose because I love how his game is elevated oh, and who he is. But we talk about tips. <laughs> we talk about tips. That, that's still shy. Don't give me that shy town. No, you claim him. Don't act like you don't claim tips. I think what Tibbs has brought to that team, his leadership and his no-nonsense attitude and having dogs. I think the whole New York Knicks squad is a bunch of dogs. Julius Randle emerging to be what he is. I don't think if he was on the Lakers, he would be able to get that done. Top five Julius MVP. Top five MVP candidate. He's going to make that all-NBA team. I actually got him in my all-NBA rank. We're going to get on that too. But my guy Julius Randle, he's leading. He's not only leading by trying to score, but he's leading by setting up his players, his friends, uh, job. My guy uh, Barrett, he's doing what he need to do, showing that he he's not only just uh, one of those people that were a top pick, and you know how you're a top pick for face value, but he's also a top pick developing his game. He's stepping in when he need to step in. He's letting people know that he, ha- he he's here to get the job done. And listen, whoever faces the Knicks in that first round is going to be scary. That's not going to be an easy out. Not going to be an easy out. They're going to beat you up. They're going to bruise you. And Tibbs is going to make you run the whole damn game. So I hope y'all got your endurance up and get your oxygen mask. Four seed right now. The playoff start. They be playing the five seed Atlanta Hawks, who got fact and smacked up last night. You feel what I'm saying? I feel like that's the first team to go out. Everybody's putting stock into what the Atlanta Hawks are doing. I think they're fool's gold if you had to pick a team in the East. The New York Knicks, 8-2 in their last 10. Man. Julius Randle is a world beater. I've been loving his game since Kentucky. When he came into the league, you know he broke his leg that first game with the Lakers. But Mm -hmm. he's always been consistent and been consistently putting up big numbers, whether it was on the Lakers, whether it was in New Orleans for that quick cup of coffee. And now with the New York Knicks, I think the future is bright for them. It's starting to look like a destination. Shout out to World Wide West and the Knicks organization for putting something together. I feel like this the only way to go from here is up, man. And uh, when you got folks playing hard, whether it be Quigley, whether it be R.J. Beard, or whether it be Julius Randle leading, I think that the Knicks are going to have much better days ahead. Uh, this this is a definition of how much, and excuse me, not definition, but an example of how much uh, chemistry means and how much continuity of a team, uh, having a good continuity of your whole team, your core from top to bottom, like you said, changing management and leadership uh, in the front office, but also adding, again, that superstar in Tibbs as a coach, bringing over his hard playing style from Chicago that people said wore down people. He tried to bring that over to the Timberwolves. It didn't work. Jimmy loved it, but not everybody. Right. Uh, I think that the Knicks took to it. They latched, they latched on to it. And you can see it in Julius Randle. What are you averaging? About 25, 10, and 6? Who, who does that? If you take the name away and you say 25, 10, and 6, what are you telling me about that man? He an MVP, isn't he? Mm. Mm. You took the words out of my mouth, man. Let's get off into the MVP race right now. For a long, for the longest time up until maybe a couple of weeks ago, I had Joel Embiid leading the pack. But despite my efforts, man, I really feel like the conversation is over with at this point. I got Nikola Jokic winning it. Um, look what they've done without Jamal Murray going down. I mean, obviously, Michael Porter Jr. stepped up averaging 25 points a game since Murray went out. But Jokic... The argument for Embiid was his level of play. The same thing could be said about Giannis, James Harden before he came, before he went to Brooklyn in terms of just being consistent. LeBron was getting some votes. What's the difference between all of them and Nikola Jokic? The Joker has not missed a single game the entire NBA season. 
this shortened season is going to determine a lot of things. It's not only going to determine this MVP race, but it's going to determine these all these all NBA slots. It's going to determine these playoffs uh, seedings. Um, I, I love the fact that we got basketball back uh, as swiftly as we did starting in December. But I think it's taking a toll on a lot of our stars. And this is the LeBron lover in me. I wish my guy would have had a chance to keep playing. Um, you know, people going for his ankles. And he's saying he's never going to be the same again. Don't make the excuse, Bron. But uh, I, I respect Jokic. I think what he's doing as a leader for his team with Jamal Murray going down, as you mentioned, I think he stepped up and not only has shown his team that I'm the leader, but you can get on my back. He's added athleticism to his game. That's something people aren't really peeping. He used to just, you know, skill you to death. Now I'm seeing him dunk a little bit more. I think they said these were the most dunks he had in a season in his entire career. That's a good shout out for him. But listen, I really wanted Joe B to get this one. My man ain't eating burgers at pregame no more. Right. He ain't hitting no Rihanna in the DMs no more. He focused, focused, focused. Fully focused. Listen, we thought when he cried, when uh, Kawhi hit that shot that he was about to snap, it didn't work. But this year, he came back a different player. He stepped up, averaging 30 points, 11 rebounds, one steal, 1.4 blocks. Come on, man. Give that man that MVP. Listen, Joe, Joe going to get one. Let him get one. But I don't know if I don't know if we ever going to see him beat on this level right now. I'm going to throw out a name that I want to see what you feel about it. Chris Paul. Do you see them sons? Look like Charles Barkley out there. <laughs> Yawn. Yawn. Are you? Yawn. I, numbers don't look good. Yawn. But what that team has come from? Come on, man. You gotta give him some consideration. At least give him top five. I give him. I give him MVP consideration. But the other thing is, I'm big on consistency. My thing is, at this point, we've seen enough of Chris Paul. Chris Paul, the Peyton Manning of the of the NBA. You mm. do great in the regular season, bro. We need you. I need a ring. We need a ring. Accolades aside. Like accolades aside. Part. Matter of fact, I'm glad you brought that up. I got a I got a uh, a quote here from Rick Fox and Isaiah Thomas on NBA TV. I'm gonna play it for you right now, just to give you a little bit of perspective. I'm hoping he can do that. I don't know if Chris has gotten to this place of being safe. Um, when he first came into the league, you you mentioned Chris Paul and championship together. You know th- those two words went together. I I have not heard him speak of winning a championship now in a couple of years. I think he's fallen into this assist to turnover ratio thing where, you know, Chris is a very safe player right now. And statistically, you know, he maxes out in every box. However, I don't see Chris going outside of himself, outside of those boxes to take extraordinary risk. And, you know, this assist to turnover ratio, if you look back at some of the, the, the best point guards to ever do it in our league. You know, we, we generally had three to four turnovers a night because we took risks. Stockton took risks. Magic Johnson took risks. I took risks out on the floor. You know, to play a game where you have only one turnover or zero turnovers, that means you're playing Love relatively man, safe. You're playing good basketball, but, you, you know, you, you're playing safe. And, you know, you, you, right now, Chris is at the point now, he's got to push past safe. He's got to push past the numbers where he can go into the locker room and say, well, I got 20, I got nine, I got three. 
Hey, I did my job. No, you got to push past safe. Yeah. That's your safe. boy. You feel me? That's your <laughs> guy, PG. You feel me? How, how you, how you going to use my guy on me? I, I was, I, I'm just I telling you, dogs. I said, ah, oh, not Zeke. I ain't saying not he Zeke. said, and that's coming from a champion. You feel what I'm saying? A champion point guard. Not Zeke. Not we Zeke. need more. No. We need more, dogs. I love I love the effort. He's a he's a great ambassador for the game. He's one of the faces of the league, has been for a long time. But we talking 16 years, bro, with no ring. What you doing? What I, you I doing? Think that, I, I think that all stopped when the NBA uh, hindered him from getting to the Lakers. I feel like that, that one shot, uh, you know how they say three strikes and you out? That one opportunity was strike one. Now he's I'm gonna get mine. You think so? Yeah, no, 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 no. Then you got strike two with the Clippers. How many times have they almost got there with Lob City, that Lob City era? And then you got strike three. Oh man, they had the Warriors on the ropes. They had them on the ropes. And then the hamstring. It, it, and then what they say, after three strikes, pop, you're out. After then, you know, I think he's just done a great job mentoring young uh, basketball players and getting them where they need to go in regards to the next steps of their careers. Uh, he did a good job with OKC squad, averaging about 20 points in a bubble last year, uh, seven rebounds. Uh, I consider Chris Paul right now specifically a Hall of Famer. I'm not going to say he's going to ever be a champion or ever not be a champion, but he's going to have to sacrifice either the mentions of him running, looking for a ring, or he's going to have to step up and become the person that we see him in the playoffs and in the bubbles all year round. You can't average 20 for four or five games, but can't do it for a good 82. Well, in this consideration of a year of good 72. How far, how, how good do you think Phoenix is going to be? I don't think that there's a question about Chris Paul outside of injury. My concern is DeAndre Ayton. Book's mm. going to give you what he's going to give you. I like what Cameron Johnson is doing. I like what campaign is doing. But even even Torrey and Craig. But where is DeAndre Ayton going to fit into this? We're starting to look at him in the bus category. He's a number one pick. He's supposed to be in the revolutionary center, bringing it back to the old days. And I was personally in the building at Barclays last weekend when he was getting boxed out by Bruce Brown, getting boxed out by Joe Harris. Kyrie Irving got a rebound over him. So my thing is, as much as Chris Paul and and Devin Booker give you, you know, an elite backcourt, the Phoenix Suns are going to be only as good as DeAndre Ayton is going to be because when it comes down to playing a Jokic, comes down to playing an AD in the playoffs, the playoffs, dog. I'll, I'll, I'll even give credit to Rudy Gobert. And I, I can't stand Rudy Gobert, but I put more money and more <laughs> onus on Rudy Gobert getting it done over over DeAndre Aiden. And that's just that takes away half of the game for them. It takes away their their post game. Now, if you only what? play in the perimeter, they're not the Warriors. They can't shoot the lights out on teams. So my thing is, I feel like the Phoenix Suns have a chance, a legitimate chance to be in the conference finals or even make the NBA finals. But they have to play perfect basketball because, in my opinion, DeAndre Aiden is a weakness for them. Why can't DeAndre be uh, Rudy? You get what I'm saying? Like, what happened to the league where you just knew your job? Uh, he, he's doing a good job rebounding. Trust me, my DraftKings is very excited with his rebounds. Uh, so he's doing a good job rebounding. So he does his thing when it comes to that uh, area. If he can just be able to be a defensive center, shut it down, shut that paint down, be able to hold it down that frame. I think what Chris Paul can do on a point guard level, setting people up, what uh, my man Devin Booker can do in regards to shooting, all he needs to do is get hot. Now, what happens when he's not hot? Ah, the Suns ain't the Suns no more. It's a little eclipse. To this but we day. Could, 
<laughs> but we can do what we can do. Uh, I'm excited to see teams emerge. That's really, I'm waiting for the next team to step up and become that voice uh, to, hey, if you have patience, you rely, and you set up a good coach. People aren't talking about what Monty Williams is doing. Everywhere that man has went, has not success followed him. I think Monty Williams is key to uh, what's going to go on in regards to the playoffs if they do make that next jump. Uh, but in regards to DeAndre, just do your job. I wish I had a hoodie on right now so I could look at him and say, yeah, just do your job, sir. Just do your job. <laughs> on the Cincinnati. He, on Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> if he does his job, I think that this, uh, the Suns will be good. But listen, they ain't beating nobody uh, past that second round if they go face-to-face with the with the Clippers and they go face-to-face with the Lakers. I don't think they're getting out. Speaking, um, of, the Lakers, speaking of the Lakers, speaking mm-hmm. of the Lakers, Jeannie Buss, owner of the Lakers, was on All the Smoke a little while ago and she gave you her top five dead or alive L.A. Lakers. Here go the list right here, and I know you got something to say about it, Q. Kobe's at the top, followed by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, the coach Phil Jackson, and one LeBron James. Listen, you know how they say don't bring your house to work? That's why she added Phil. That's her man. She got to add Phil. But uh, to be honest with you, I think you ain't going to think my answer is going to be my answer. I don't think LeBron should have been in there. I, I, I got some people for you. How about Pat Riley? Wow. Why Pat wow. Riley isn't on that list? Wow, bro. Why Pat Riley ain't on that list? Why is Jerry West not on the list? Oh, the architect. Why Why isn't Walt Chamberlain, nope, on that list? You know, they, they brought it back. Him and Jerry West, they brought championship back. They brought back that lore. So you can't have Jerry but not think about Walt. So you got to add both of them. Now you got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I get it. But without Magic, he wasn't winning. He left the Big O, got a ring with the Big O, left, came to L.A., and waited for Magic. When Magic came there, that's when he started winning. But I think you should have took LeBron off, put Pat Riley in. Um, now, everybody else, I'm sorry. You might have to see me in the corner and square it up. But I, I feel like you, you got to take LeBron out of that. He has not done enough for the franchise. I understand what he did last year in regards to winning the ring. But he is not a most top five most important Lakers, not him. Who are, but you know who else she forgot, she though? We said Jerry, but we said Jerry West. We said Will. Bro, she left Shaq off the list. I, I had Shaq she on my She left Shaq I, off the list. I, 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 it's what just slow. It's just stupid. You got sickle cell? Shaq ain't on your list? There ain't no Kobe oh. without Shaq. People people got... Let's, 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 let's take a bet. There's no Kobe without Shaq. Let's, let's talk about the whole tree. Forget about this. There's no Kobe without Jerry West. Without Jerry West, there's no Kobe. Without Jerry West, there's no Shaq. So you don't have Jerry West on the list, so let's take out Shaq and Kobe. He didn't exist, so what, them two never got there. Now that the fact that them got there, they got their 3P going, and then Shaq left, and Kobe did what he did. But at the same time, there's so many important Lakers. She should have put her daddy in this thing. for On, on the real, you know, the Dr. Bus should have definitely been in this. He re- re-innovated how people think of basketball. He added the Lakers girls. They did not have cheerleaders before him. Come on, man. You got to show love to daddy. You're going to put your boyfriend on the list. What about your daddy? In a world where we love fast and high-scoring games, where we love transition, that was the architect. The Showtime Lakers were the prototype of that type of basketball. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe she felt like she was under the gun because she was on TV. She don't really nah. do interviews like that. I don't know, bro. She, she was a, she was being petty. She was being petty Braxton, petty LaBelle, petty Pendergrass. <laughs> she was being all those things at one moment. Petty Mahomes, huh? <laughs> she had an opportunity to say, uh, 
Pat Riley. She didn't want to say Pat, because if you say Pat, now you're big enough the same leg. He's taken his lore and brought that to the Miami Heat. Word. Come on, man. Just show love where love needs to be shown. I respect your list, but there, there's some holes in it. Couple teams before we get out of the NBA bands that are struggling right now. The LA Lakers, you already mentioned LeBron's not 100%. He's been quite chatty in the media, but the other team that I want to get off into is the Boston Celtics, dog. Jason Tatum had a 60-burger last week, but beyond that, not a whole lot of good is coming out of that team right now. They look like they're stuck in the water. They're strapped for cash. They don't have any wiggle room when it comes to the salary cap, and it looks like outside of making a move for Marcus Smart or just shedding some, some, some players that are much needed, they're going to be in the same situation next year. I've been screaming for Brad Stevens to get the axe for about a year, a year and a half now. He doesn't make great adjustments. We saw in this, we saw the whole debacle where he denied getting the opening or getting the offering for the Indiana head coaching job, and we know there's some smoke to that. But what's your take on where the Boston Celtics are? And also, bro, what are you thinking about the Lakers prospects? Because they're right now looking like they're going to be trending to be in the play-in game more so than actually being a top four or five seed. Six in the West right now, but that could change day to day. Portland is right there tied with them. Memphis is right behind them. Uh, about three and a half games out with a little over two weeks left in the season. It's nothing good like having a Lakers and Celtics conversation. <laughs> but uh, I mean, for me, I know you're blaming Brad, but I, I, I blame Danny. Now, he's done some great picks. We got we got Tatum, we got Brown, I respect it. But what he has done with the free agent market, I think we're starting to see how much those players like Terry Rozier being gone means to that team. We're seeing how uh, Gordon Haywood is impacting those Charlotte Hornets. People said he was washed and done. Was he washed and done or was he just not used the correct way? Um, this goes back to what we said about those Knicks, continuity. I think the team needs to get back together and go back to that Boston Celtics way we grind, we ball, we play hard. I feel like Tatum, he's adding an element and dimension with the way he scores. He's a very heavy finesse player. I think he's a great absolute score on all three phases he could get in i think what happened with brown emerging as an all-star this year is excellent but i think all together as a team they need people like smart to step up and be consistent in his role because he is that overall general for that team right now he's the heartbeat and if he's not playing that heartbeat is going and when your heartbeat is going you're in the respirator so i love the celtics but i don't love where they are right now years past i thought they could be sneaky picks in regards to playoffs what they did last year i thought they could sneak uh, I know the Heat kid him up in that bubble, but they're not where they should be. They're not where they uh, need to be, and I don't think they're going to make it past the first round. You heard it here. They're not making it past the first round. If they don't, though, what's your response? Who needs to go first? They're not going to get rid of Danny Age. She's too much of a legend to that, uh, that franchise. Uh, Brad... As much as I love him, I love him as a coach, honestly. So it was hurting my heart to hear that stuff he was saying. But Brad, Brad is going to be the one on the hot seat. He already has offers. And you think the, you think the NCAA don't care about if he get fired tomorrow and then he decides he want to come back tomorrow? They got that money waiting for him. Uh, so Brad's going to have to go. But you're going to have to reassess that uh, that lineup. You're going to have to reassess that roster and see what's best for you guys. Because I think some, some of the major people on that team that were key to their success in years past they left they're gone and those people that they thought they could bring in they said hell no i don't want to deal with danny age listen man i feel like it's gonna be an overhaul at this point they picked up kimball walker and, and i didn't like that idea in the beginning i feel like the best situation they had 
was when Jalen and Tatum were first there, their first and second year in the league when they had IT running the point guard. Then they swapped him out for Kyrie. Then they had Rozier. Then they swapped him out for Kimball Walker. My thing is, they've been primed. They've been in the last three out of the four Eastern Conference Finals games, and they haven't got a conference championships series, and they haven't gotten it done. Shout out to my boy MG and Shoddy with the Defining Victories podcast. We were chopping it up last week, and we keep, and they kept uh, highlighting Jalen Brown. What do you think about Jalen Brown and John Moran in Memphis? Jalen Brown going back home to Atlanta to be in the backcourt with Trey Young. At some point, I feel like they got to break that situation up. The same way we look at CJ and Dame out in Portland, there's rumors about him. Chris Haynes put out a piece last week about Dame possibly uh, entertaining the idea of leaving and coming to the Knicks. You feel me? In a bigger market. Or figuring out if CJ would look good in the Minnesota Timberwolves uniform to try to get that franchise a resurgence of energy. But I think the Jalen Brown-Jason Tatum combo has reached the point where we're not going to get any better or any more any better results than what we're having right now. You know what? I even forgot Kimba was on that team. Not forgot <laughs> like I forgot, but like he hasn't I been forgot. playing the greatest. He hasn't playing. He hasn't been playing well. And a lot of the juice, a lot of the shine has been put on Jason Tatum. And my thing is, Jason Tatum again. Shout out to MG. His take is Jason Tatum takes too many threes. He needs to bring his game in five more feet. He needs to fall in love with the mid-range. And the other thing is Jason Tatum barely gets to the free throw line, bro. He barely draws fouls at all because he's in love with the perimeter game. And as much as he, as much talent as he has, he's not locked in when it comes to that shot. We get fool's goal when we say, oh, Jason Tatum's an elite shooter. He's a lethal shooter. When actually, he's a streaky shooter. He does great on, he has offensive talent, but he hasn't mastered how to get in and out of his shots like that. I feel like we're about a year, year and a half away where he's going to lock in and get that aha moment, that LeBron moment or that Jordan moment, that Kobe moment, that I know I'm the man out here and nobody's fucking with me. So Tatum is the one that's left on the ship? He's As untouchable. We throw everybody he's overboard. untouchable. He's the though. one left? He's, he's untouchable. Though. I think Stevens needs to go, and I think they need to get whatever they can get in the max capacity for Jalen Brown because Jalen Brown is going to command a lot, whether it be draft picks, whether it be player personnel. I feel like Jason Tatum needs to be the the centerpiece because they gave him that money. I honestly think Jalen Brown's a better player, but an overall better player. I feel like Jason Tatum is a is a great offensive talent, but overall, I think Jalen Brown is a better player, and he's worked himself into being a better player, whether it be competing in FIBA, whether it be going to the summer league his second year in as a number three pick, because Jason Tatum was a number three pick as well, but you don't see him in the offseason doing the same things that Jalen Brown is doing, in my opinion. But the biggest thing, in my opinion, is I think Brad Stevens needs to go. Oh, man, you hurting me with Brad. I want to get on your Lakers pick, but you hurting me with Brad. Uh, the Lakers are not. The Lakers, I feel like they're going to go as far as LeBron takes them. And it may be second round. It may be conference finals, but they're going to struggle. Schroeder just went under the COVID protocols. They weren't playing the greatest. AD, when he came back, he was struggling to get back into his motions. I mean, the pickup of Andre Drummond is great, but let's be for real. Andre Drummond is there to pick up a big-time contract. He's there to showcase what he has in the tank so that he can get one more payday. But when AD, LeBron, and Drummond, and Schroeder are on the court, the roles are going to change. Kuzma, the roles are going to change. Drummond's not going to get the same type of touches. He's going to do all the dirty work. Schroeder, who went from being a slasher, he was damn near Russell Westbrook light. He's going to get asked to stand in the corner and wait for the ball to come to him and knock down shots. KCP, the same thing. The roles are going to change because the ball doesn't move when LeBron is on the court. We know about usage race. We know about who has the ball or who, who has the, the, the showtime or the highlight. 
uh, game to game, it's going to be the AD and LeBron show, in my opinion. And as much as we saw them, you know, take it to the limits and win the championship against Miami, it was just as much about LeBron's effort as it was about playoff Rondo, as much as it was about Danny Green finally clicking and making shots, as much as it was about KCP stepping up and making shots as well. They're not the same team anymore. They should have ran it back. They should have did exactly what we see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers doing right and you now. you know they're missing Dwight back. Howard right now. Who would have ever thought you'd hear somebody say that? Listen, I think Dwight Howard a Hall of Famer. This is a whole nother argument, but people argue with me about this all the time. Dwight Howard is a Hall of Famer. Check the stats and facts. But they're missing that core team of having those big guys come off the bench. You got Dwight. You got uh, JaVale McGee. You got him coming out here <laughs> doing what he need to do. Uh, and then you, you missing them dogs being out there. I know we got my guy THT, who's also a noob. Shout out Chicago, to THT. Feel me. Uh, so he's emerging, but I don't think they're there yet. Like you said, it's as far as LeBron will take them. Uh, AD, you had that cute little game last the other night. You know, I can I can stop. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. I need you to do that shit in the playoffs. I, I, I don't have no time to hear about the brow and all this. That the third and uh, Genie at one point he said that uh, he was up there with um, Shaq and him. Come on, Genie, you being too emotional. But at the same time, the Lakers, their go as far as not only the best player in the world goes, but they go as far as uh, the continuity with their lineups go. Brad, um, Frank Vogel, Frank Vogel, please, please, when the lineup is working, don't take everybody the fuck out. <laughs> you don't do that. You don't do that. I, listen, I played enough 2K to know you take them coaches' settings off. You take them shits off. You ain't going to make me lose <laughs> offline and my brother is popping shit to me for a week. We're not doing that. So he needs to get better at coaching offense. We know he's a defensive genius. I think what he did last year with making them one of the top defensive teams in the league uh, this year at the start of the league, that was what, what, they, what they were doing. They were being a top defensive team. They were able to stop you. Uh, but we have never called them scorers. We never thought they were the Warriors. Uh, that shit, they not even Portland. So... I think what they need to do is get back to that playbook and figure out how can you create easy buckets? How can we now work the offense? Having Drummond clog up the lane. Is AD going inside out? And if he go inside out, is Drummond need to be on the floor? Uh, I know we have um, my guy from the Clippers. Uh, twin, twin, Marcus Morris. Marquise Morris. Uh, you also have, uh, not even Marquise Morris, you have a uh, man. I love this guy to death because he's gangster with the dreads. Oh man, his name is slipping Harold, my mind. Montrezl. Yes, yes. I, I thought that that was a good acquisition for him this year. Off, off. But the he's books. playing out of position now. He's they're not going to be able to use him in in a in a fourth quarter lineup when it's in the playoffs because it's, they had too many bodies. Drummond does way too many things that Harold does. Like I, I feel you. Mm -hmm. Like I like the pickup. He was the sixth man of the year last year. But my thing is now they got too many forwards and they don't have enough perimeter players that can make shots in the playoffs. That's that's my concern. Schroeder, Schroeder was a was a dynamic pickup for them. And now with them picking up Drummond, he doesn't play a perimeter game. Like he'll he'll shoot a three every now and again. But it's gonna come down to LeBron, bro. Let's talk. Let's talk all NBA. Um, and then we'll we'll double back to to the NBA when we get into the quick hits. But all NBA voting, obviously, it's it's probably more responsible to wait to turn the ballots in for media members that do vote until the end of the season. Um, you talking to the the best fifteen players in the world year in year out. You feel what I'm saying? First team All NBA. That's the top five players in the world. 
in a vacuum with a gun to your head. Who's your Who's your All NBA team right now? If you're voting, listen, I'm got I got Steph. You cannot have Steph not be All NBA point guard. Listen, it was Dame for a little bit. I love some Dame Dollar. Listen, he's the only basketball player that got bars for bars. I know Shaq tried it, Kobe tried it. Uh, I believe Al Harrison got bars too. But my man Dame, he got a mixtape. But we got my guy Steph at the two guard. You got to have James Harden. I know they think of him as a point guard, but what he has been able to do with them nets and change from that dribble, 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 dribble. To, he, he's elevated their game. He's made everybody around him better. Uh, and then, of course, we got LeBron. <laughs> we got LeBron. We got to put LeBron in first team. We got to. We could argue this, but LeBron definitely has to be a first team All-NBA player. I think what he's done in his 18th season has been not only a testament to how he's taking care of his body, but also a testament to how he's taking care of his mind. He's elevated, found a way to get to his spots a little bit easier. He's woke up and all of a sudden has a shot. You hear players now talk about on their podcast, hey, uh, I believe uh, it was uh, my guy from... What is his name? Oh, man, from the Suns. But he he talked about how um, LeBron back in the day when they went against the Spurs, how it was easy just to step back and let him shoot. Now, LeBron, you dumb enough to step back and let him shoot, he's going to shoot your face off. It's very inconsistent, but it's very consistent to me being a LeBron lover. And then Giannis. I got Giannis at the four spot. I know he's not on paper a four, but I think he he's a power for it. No matter what you say, Giannis, he's always going to be in that All-NBA uh, conversation. He does things on both sides of the ball. There's not a lot of people that appreciate both sides of the ball, but I do. Uh, and then we got Joker. Joker has to be that center in the All-NBA. Embiid, I love you, but no. Health is wealth. So let me He's stop Let me stop you there. I'll give you my first, first team All-NBA. Let me start by saying you fucking bugging. Um, <laughs> <laughs> James Harden has missed 16 or 17 games out of the 50, what is it? Call it 57, 56 games in the season so far so that automatically disqualifies him I feel like in the all NBA discussion people that are going to get left out are folks like a Bradley Beal where he's putting up crazy numbers and the team is is not the greatest They're, they had a losing record for most of the season they have a losing record now at the 10th seed people like a Kyrie where he's been playing pissed off most of the season and when he's on the floor he's amazing but he's missed 17 or 18 games and I wouldn't be surprised if they if they pick up the number one seed if he doesn't miss more games because of rest so with that being said my first team all NBA obviously I'm gonna agree with you on Steph I'm gonna agree with you on Giannis at the center position, you got to go with Joker. We talked about him at the beginning of the show. He's probably going to be the runaway MVP MVP favorite at this point. At the two guard, I'm going with Luka. Without a doubt. Mm. And then if you want to pick your three, I could say LeBron, but LeBron's missed a bunch of a, a bunch of games. Uh, you could argue for Kawhi being at the three for that first team All-NBA. Uh... Gun to my head. I want to put Kevin Durant, but he's missed too many games. Jason Tatum missed a bunch of games because of COVID protocols. So this is going to be the argument. This is going to be the situation where we talk about players. You kind of just have to give it to them rather than them actually earning it. Again, Jokic is the only player or one of the only players that's played every game in the season. Um, everyone else has been out due to either COVID protocols, due to rest, or due to injury. So my first team all in the NBA be Stephen Luka. LeBron, Giannis, and then the Joker. Second team, I put an Embiid in there at the center spot. Um, I want to put Julius Randle in the in the in the four. 
No question, he's going to be a top five MVP candidate, in my opinion. Uh, if you want to go Paul George for the three, you know that's safe. Dame is obviously going to be... Dame is obviously going to be there um, in that one spot, no question about it. And then the two guard, if you want to call it, I don't know. Uh, hell. Devin Booker, give him the two spot. And then my third team, All-NBA, Zion is going to be there at the four. You can put Russell in there if you want, based on stats. You can put Russell Westbrook in there. Zach Levine is going to be in there somewhere in the conversation. Uh, I forgot about Zach. Jimmy Butler. You know, we can't forget about Jimmy Butler out in Miami. And then, what do you want to do? Maybe Kyrie, maybe Chris Middleton. Ben Simmons is in the conversation. And then, like, not for nothing, but while we're talking about, it's going to be like table scraps. Is Colin Sexton going to get a nod? Can you insert Bradley Beal back into the conversation? Anthony Davis played himself out of it. But, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough. For me, as long as my guy Julius Randle gets some respect on his name, I want him to get that that all team. I think he's second team. For second me, he team was on for my sure. Second team. Second team. He was for on sure. my second team. Um, my second team actually was Dame. We got Luca. I know you got Luca on first team. I know you're thinking I'm bugging. Uh, I got Kawhi third. I got Randle fourth. And then for the five, you know, I got my boy Embiid. My third, and you've already chewed me up about this, is Chris Paul. He's going to be on my all-NBA third team as a point guard because I got Kyrie as a two. I, I know he's I, a point, I, I'll put, but he's I'll put, a two. I'll put, I'll put Chris Paul and Dame. I'll put Chris Paul and Dame second team. Okay, okay. And then Devin, and then Devin Booker, Devin Booker's there on third team. But does that mean that you put you you had to put you got to put Donovan Mitchell in there somewhere? They got the number one seed in the West. He's played more games than Devin Booker. He, I mean, he's missing some right now, but who's who's not missing games? Kyrie's missed 16 or 17. KD's missed 16 or 17. Jason Tatum missed a bunch of games because of COVID. You know, everybody's been in or out. Everybody. Nah, you sure? I, I, I might... I respect what the Jazz have done this season. Um, I think nobody's seen them coming. I think uh, Mike Conley finally getting that all-star nod. I'm so happy for that guy. Uh, Him getting that all-star nod is a great touch, but in my all-NBA team, it's just too many people. I'll take Bradley Bill over uh, Devin Booker. I mean, Devin uh, uh, of uh, uh, Devon, excuse me. Devin, I'm bugging Donovan out Mitchell. Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. I'll take him over Donovan Mitchell because I really appreciate what uh, the Wizards are doing and how they're fighting back. But then you might say, hey, they're doing that towards the tail end of the, the year when my guy Donovan Mitchell was doing this towards the whole year. He was bowling out the whole entirety of the year. And then you got Rudy Gobert stepping up and learning how to score some shots. Uh, but what about Zion? You ain't putting Zion in this? I did. Uh, I put him in my second team. Uh, I'm talking about first team. You think he might no, be first team? I'm no, hearing some no, people saying Zion is first team. He's, if he's a, if he's playing at the power forward, he's not getting over Giannis. He's not getting over Julius Randle. He was at 26, 27 points a game. But we're talking the top 15 players in the world, bro. I can't I can't put him in over Julius Randle. I can't put him in over Giannis. He's third team for me. <sighs> I got him. I got him in my third team, uh, and I got Rudy at my at my five. All right, so so we wrapping on that. Let let us know how y'all feeling again. Hit us up on the Instagram, the Hitman Podcast, at the Hitman, at the Hitman Podcast. Make sure y'all hit us up in the mailbag, the Hitman Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know who y'all all NBA voting 
uh, who you're voting in for the all NBA teams. Let us know who you got for MVP, coach of the year, most improved, con uh, a comeback player of the year, and of course, rookies. We didn't even get off into that. We'll hold we know that down won. for the next episode. We know who winning. Anthony Edwards, no, right? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> hell no. <laughs> Let's talk the NFL draft real quick, man. Uh, I haven't tapped in for real, for real since I was a kid. I used to go to Radio City in high school because the NFL was super, super crazy for me back then. When you, you know, you had your hoop dreams. I thought I was going to be playing for the Bears or something like that. But the 2021 NFL draft live from Cleveland was last week. Um, you would have thought some of the biggest news of the day was going to be these young boys and making these life changing decisions. Zach Wilson headed up there to the Jets. Trevor Lawrence going number one to the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Bears trading up to get their quarterback of the future, Justin Fields from Ohio State. But the craziest news of the day, Aaron Rodgers saying he wants out of Green Bay. Yeah, he wanted to fuck that draft Damn. up. That's, that's what he did. <laughs> he could have did that the day after the week. He could took the weekend. Nah, we're going we gonna to kill it. We're going to make news tonight. Uh, he, he was trying to get a trade done that night. He said, tonight I'm out of this motherfucker. That's what he was trying. I, I mean, you got to understand that they've been disrespecting this man this entire time he's been in Green Bay with getting rid of his quarterback coach, getting rid of his some of his favorite weapons. Uh, enough is enough. And he's getting to that age where, like, like you said, Chris Paul need to be. He need to want to win the ring. Uh, he has won. And you know, that's when you got uh, Greg Jennings putting the team on his back. You know, you got that. <laughs> but at the same time, you want he, he want to uh, be up there with the Tom Brady's. You cannot continue to keep calling this guy the best quarterback in regards to talent. But winning wise, you're not doing what you need to do. Uh, and then I think what happened in the playoffs last year with him sitting there, have, not knowing that he didn't have that decision to go for one more shot to that end zone and the coach changing it up that pissed him the fuck off he had to get out of there so shout out to him i hope you go somewhere good uh but vegas 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 aaron Rodgers, john gruden what's up who's your team no who's your team in the nfl how'd you how'd you how'd y'all fare out how'd y'all make out in the i draft, mean to be man? honest i'm not really a team guy when it came to the nfl growing up i love the cowboys because i love the emmett smiths you know cowboys. i love the michael irvins uh, i love the oakland raiders uh but genuinely i'm a lover of the sport right now i love to see the stories and Word. what's going on i was pissed after okay. uh cal pitts went to atlanta after that i kind of was like yeah i'll let espn give me the beast. alerts i'm done um I don't. Nasty. Y'all, where'd you want? Where'd you want to see him at? Uh, uh, the little little cowboy lover in my heart did want him to go there. <laughs> but uh, to be real with you, I don't wish death on nobody. But I wanted my guy Fields to get to uh, the Jets at number two. I think he deserved it. I think as a quarterback, what he the work he put in in regards to college. I think when the season ended, when the uh, the college game, that was the number one quarterback. I know we have Trevor Lawrence, but I think a lot of that is laurels uh, that he's resting on. But I wanted to see Phils get to New York and be that second pick. I think the Bears did a great job building not only him, but they built some players around him. We got Allen Robertson still there. They locked him in. They handcuffed that man with that franchise tag. They fran- they franchised him. I think he's going to end up leaving. I think Nagy's line- job is on the line this year. And I'm going to be completely honest with you, bro. I don't love the pick. I'm not feeling Justin Fields. The last time we saw him, he was getting rocked. He was getting whooped on by Ohio State. And he caught a concussion in the game. I'm not really feeling it. Uh, uh, Shout out to PFF, uh, Pro Football Focus. They said that one of his biggest or his biggest weakness is his his slow ability to compute the game. Who does that sound like? 
the quarterback we just Ooh. had. You can't read defenses. You can't get in and out of sets, bro. Yeah, like, this- hopefully, 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 Matt Nagy has something in, in store for him. Obviously, the other thing is this sends a message to Andy Dalton, who thought he was gonna come in and be QB one. Like, yo, you don't trade up. Not even, not even drafting a quarterback in the first round. You don't trade up to go get a quarterback, and I'm still gonna be the starter. I- I'm gonna tell you what's gonna make this uh, this pick sound stupid. Is if what happened before happens again. You took Trubisky and then you left Mahomes out there. You took Trubisky, you left Watson out there. Now, if Matt Jones turned out to be Tom Brady number two, I bet you would be pissed the hell off. Stop. You saw that walk. He looked like he was. (laughs) Yo, he looked like the manager at the bank ready to come and decline Mm -hmm. your loan right now. You you have to leave. Um, We we, we don't accept this check. (laughs) What's the old commercial? Mr. Dumbass? No, it's Dumas. (laughs) But no, on on a real, I think the Atlanta Hawks, though, they've added a weapon. I don't know what they plan to do. With Julio and, and Matty Ice, but if they can keep that team intact with Ridley and the staff they got there, uh, I, I think they can make some noise. The Falcons were taking calls on Julio. They were taking calls uh, on keep Julio. It, I, come on, keep. I, I don't know what they're going to do, though, because I would keep them maybe for a year and just see one more chance. What? Let's run it back. Give me one more chance. We'll see. We'll see. That's the thing, though. Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley was a beast. He, he's turned into a baby Julio. You feel what I'm saying? So he can step into those shoes and be the ex almost immediately at this point. He was a he was a killer in, at Alabama, and he's done nothing but up his game year after year in Atlanta. So all they would need now is a complimentary piece or a complimentary receiver or a beast tight end like mm, Kyle Pitts from Florida. See? You feel what I'm saying? So now Julio becomes expendable. He's hurt year in, year out. He really doesn't finish seasons uh, on a positive note year in year out and I really feel like that Super Bowl is still on his on, on his mind it was a debilitating loss they had it in the bag and they kind of just gave it up they took their foot off the gas and Tom Brady does what Tom Brady does and next thing you know bro you on the laugh at you on the short end of the stick for years to come that's gonna be your legacy unless you turn it around so my thing is with Julio it might not be a bad idea to get to get a fresh but start. what you gonna get for him maybe some you trying to get picks or you trying to get somebody that could uh, help you win now I mean, he's a $100 million wide receiver, but at this point, it's almost like, yo, are, are you looking for grade A talent for Julio? Because I'm not I'm not betting the farm on Julio. He doesn't finish seasons every year. Mm, it's like the OBJ, bro. Like, OBJ is so gifted, so talented, but this man has never been healthy. Like, consistently right. hurt, hurt, hurt. But who needs a Julio? Does Carson Wentz need him in Indianapolis? Does Zach Wilson need him on the Jets? Does Tua need him out in Miami? Does Matthew Stafford need him out in L.A. with the Rams for that new tune-up? I mean, shoot. The Denver Broncos, if you mess around and you could get Aaron Rodgers out of nowhere because they really hunting right now. You get Aaron Rodgers, you bring Julio there, you got a nice little punch. Even though he can't... Why would they go get Aaron Rodgers if they got Teddy Bridgewater? Why would oh, they you almost that? made me take a shot of whiskey. He said Teddy Bridgewater. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. They traded, they traded to get him. I think they traded to get him not knowing that Aaron Rodgers was out there. They didn't know Aaron was out there yet. And so Aaron said, hey, babe, come get me. 
<laughs> so, nah, I respect, I, I love uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Good shout out to him and how he recovered back from that crazy injury. But at the same time, they, they don't have a quarterback room that they need. And if they could get Aaron Rodgers and they could get a wide receiver like Julio Jones, I think you got some nice pieces. Uh, and if you can find a way not to give up Patrick Sertan, who I think is going to be an amazing amazing i think what makes steph curry great is the fact that he had an nba dad clay thompson nba dad they transition not only the information of the game but the science of the game how to take care of yourself how to the understand it how to yeah. how to eat how to sleep how to talk to people how to do media uh i think what his father has put into him is going to make him a great quarterback for years to come and that defense if they could make sure that it uh holds up and stays stout uh, with the picks they've done in the past, Ron Miller, I, I hope he come back and he's 100%. Um, just get you a good wide receiver um, I, and, and you get you some Aaron Rodgers. And he got two or three good years into him. I think once that arm goes away, he's not going to be what you think he is. He ain't Tom Brady, but uh, make the move. Make the move. It don't hurt. Six players from Alabama drafted in the first round, unprecedented. I like the I like the the little wrinkle of linking up old wide receivers and old quarterbacks. Jalen Waddle going back down to play with Tua. Um, I'm trying to remember who else did it. It was like three or four of them. Um, that did it, right? It's uh, I mean they only played one year together, but you have um, D. Smith, you know the Heisman Trophy winner, going back to play with his man's uh, in Philly. So that's a good look. But they've only played one year together. Right, they didn't right, get right. a chance to really uh, build Jaylen that Hurts. legacy of oh. Uh, uh, Hurts the uh, Smith. It wasn't really like that, but that get a chance to recover uh, at least some remnants of what Alabama football might have tasted like. But does that transition to the NFL? Uh, and and then and then the number one receiver. Um, forget his name from Jamar LSU. Chase, he yep. goes out to Cincinnati. He goes over there. Jamar Chase. Yeah, and he was he was the highest rated over Jerry Judy over Justin Jefferson, and they're both killing. Kill, they're killers, bro. The gritty is going nuts in the NFL. Oh, you right know now. he's going to do the gritty but, in us, yeah. It, it, it. Yeah, but but the thing is, the only thing I don't like about that pick, Jamar Chase is a is a star. He's a stud, but the Bengals don't need. They need receivers. a lineman. Joe Burrow was getting his mm-hmm. head knocked off week in, week out, and finished the season because Adenije and the rest of those clowns on the offensive line out in the Bengals weren't doing their job. So they needed to go get a Sewell who went to the Lions. They needed to go get a, 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 a stud lineman out of this crop of a, a, this crop of talent. But instead, they go, you know what we need? We need another receiver. <laughs> Listen, they, they needed to be just like how the uh, L.A. Chargers was. So they got him a lineman for so their, uh, their, their elite young quarterback. So when you're talking Miles Garrett and Jadavion Clowney chasing Joe Burrow and him running for his life week in, week out, or you're talking about when they're going up to Baltimore to play that defense week in, week out, or the Steelers with Jason Hayward, year in, game in, game out. That's not what the Bengals need to be successful. So, Listen, people learn the easy way, they learn the hard way. You got to get them brown paper bags out somewhere. So I guess it might be the Bengals if they don't get their act together because that quarterback going to stay hurt. I think they got some good wide receivers uh, in regards to talent. Um, now, you got to keep them upright. If he can't get to them, what the fuck was the point of getting them? It's like getting a car and never having gas. Let's get off into the quick hits. That's going to do it for the NFL, bam. So the way the quick hits work is this. I'm going to put the timer on the clock. I'm going to give you what's going on in the news. You can give me a short answer, either one sentence or one word. Just a reaction to it. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right, let's do it. Boom. First off, UFC 261, Kamara Uzman, Jorge Masvidal. Did you see that knockout? Yes or no? Yes, sir. I'm only going to say Africa. <laughs> 
He took a picture with the heavyweight champ Francis Ngannou. They said Nigeria A. So we UFC's in a real good place right now. Ariel Hawani, speaking of the UFC, he's in contract disputes with ESPN. Uh, we could see him moving around pretty soon. His podcast, he's leveraging to be one of the biggest in the game right now. Where do you see Ariel Hawani finishing his media career? Do you think he goes to Fox Sports or do you think he stays put? Uh, I actually think he might be at a level now where he can create his own platform like everybody else. So I think self. That's the proper word for this, self. I'm going to invest in self. Uh, he's changed the game, and I think he's going to be connected to the UFC forever. So um, let's see what he does. Paul Pierce, we saw him. He's got his uh, shit full of Zaza. I think that's going to be his next move since leaving ESPN. You cheering for the truth? You want to be uh, on the other side of good or what? Uh, for the word for me, is spaceship. If my manager insult me again, I will be assaulting him. I think my man Paul Pierce wanted to get out of there off this ESPN planet. He was tired of being too nice. Uh, I see him stepping up. I see him going actually to Fox Sports. I think that's where he's going to go because they allow their commentators to be a little bit more loosey and be themselves. So I see him going that route right away. Jake Paul and uh, Daniel Cormier got into a little tussle at UFC 261. Logan Paul signed on to fight Floyd Money Mayweather come next month. How you feeling about it? Oh, Logan Paul going to get fucked up. Floyd Mayweather just like fucking people up. That's Connor. You seen that fight? So the word for that is ass whooping. That's all he going to get. It's a nice, long fucking Floyd Mayweather ass whooping. Amari Hardwick was on a podcast with Van Jones, and he ranked the hit TV shows Power, The Wire, and Snowfall. He put The Wire number one, Power number two, Snowfall coming in at a close third. Where's your ranking on those three shows? Uh, my ranking is exactly like Amari, and I think he was very accurate. So that word, accurate. Quick hit, accurate. I, think I got he it. I got it inverse. I got Snowfall number one, Power number two, The Wire number three. You know I love some pride, motherfucker. You know I love that. <laughs> but I, I'm going to be honest, when it comes to longevity and what these shows have meant to not only the culture, you would think that The Wire was on forever. But the way they see, they easily, seamlessly connected the stories with kids, the government, the city, the mob. I think they did so much amazing things in five seasons. My wife made me watch it with her. It's a great show. And Power, listen, I was Ghost before St. Patrick. Axe niggas in Brooklyn, they called me Ghost on track. So I was Ghost before St. Patrick. But in regards to the ranking, Snowfall is coming up there. And you know I love it. I'm listening. You don't like the way another nigga talk? Come on, that's my shit. Did you catch Mortal Kombat? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And the surround thumbs sound up, in the down. basement. Thumbs, uh, thumbs up. up. Thumbs I, I, you need, I need some Johnny Cage in my life. Don't tell me about no goddamn sequel. I love some Johnny Cage. I, but when they, when I heard that that last, in the last scene, when I heard, get over here, that made my day. That, that I waited for that the whole goddamn movie. So I think they did, they did a good job. They killed off some people I didn't want to see die, but they didn't bring some people in I really wanted the to see in first place. time is up, good brother. Uh, Quick hits, boy. We got to get better with it. Good responses, though. I got a couple more things I want to throw at you before we get off into the sneaker rundown. So, speaking of HBO, have you checked out Generation Hustle? Did you get get a, get a chance to uh, jump off into that? At I all? started getting little peeks in, but you know, I, I I respect my big brother, so I'm gonna listen to you like a professor and uh, tell me a little bit more about the show and and what it's about. So, it's a, basically it's a docu series about scammers, and the standout episode for me uh, was episode three when they talked about. Uh, this little dude, TJX6 out of Detroit. He basically was airdropping the scam Bible. I don't know if y'all heard about it, if y'all seen it on Twitter, y'all seen it on 
Instagram or anything like that. But if y'all got HBO, make sure y'all check out Generation Hustle, episode three, the Scam to Beats episode. It talks about TJ6 and how he had his upcoming from Detroit. He made it all the way to having a record deal with Atlantic Records. And <laughs> when you talk about scamming on a on a on a whole nother level, this is where it's at. I'm gonna just play a clip of one of his songs, bro. Give me one sec. Let me tell y'all about this one time at Walmart. Walked in and played it so smooth, I grabbed the shopping cart. Break my cousin off a couple hundred cause she play her part. I scammed the same Walmart 50 times, I gotta play it smart. Mm. I'ma just leave it right snitch, there. Snitch, snitch. All myself. Not even that. You gotta check the episode out to understand the theory, to understand the play, bro. But let me tell you, for a young boy to be doing all of that, especially in these COVID times, man, y'all gotta watch it. Y'all gotta watch yourselves out here cause it's serious. But it's a dope, it's a dope, dope, dope show. Check it out. They got about 10 episodes, 10 or 11 episodes. It's some of the craziest scams you'll ever hear about in your life. Oh, no, I'm binge watching now. Now you gave me something to do when the, when Brooke go to sleep tonight. Now I'm putting that on TV. Generation Hustle. I got to handle this one solo. Q already told me before the show he ain't a sneaker dude, but it's all good. I'm flying solo. We're going to be all right. It's the rundown. Let's get into it. I hit on them Travis Scotts. Let's say that first and foremost, baby. I hit on the Travis Scott week six. Shout out to I, my mind, yay. They, uh, they actually pushed off the release of the Air Jordan 3 that they brought out by a week in respect to the George Floyd verdict. They were supposed to drop the day the verdict came out, but they decided to push the drop back a week. So shout out to them. They wouldn't let me card it, though. I'm still on the verge of trying to get them, but that's probably sure of the year candidate for me right now. There's an article that came out from thecut.com. It talks about basically Nike versus women, essentially. Vanessa Bryant has been very adamant about her displeasure with how Nike treated the Mamba, Kobe Bryant, and his line to the point where it prompted her to create the Mamba Cedar line, released on the day that you know, her late daughter, Gigi Bryant, was going to be turning 15 or 16 years old. The NBA players, some of the stars actually showed their support by wearing it for their player walkthroughs. But not only that, but Simone Biles just left Nike. She decided to go with Athena, the woman's brand, and leaves the Nike partnership that she had. So there's smoke, there's fire. There's a lot to be said about what's going on. We talk about the struggles that the WNBA has, has been having in terms of being marketed to, you know, worldwide fame and worldwide stardom. This speaks a lot to where the number one brand in the world is not really doing what they're supposed to do in terms of putting on for women. So we're going to stay on top of that. Let's get off into the releases for this week. Today, the Air Jordan 11 low bright citrus drop tomorrow. The highly coveted Air Jordan 11 low legend blue, aka the Columbia lows, are dropping, as well as the Adidas Ultra Boost DNA ZX collab. Those are both dropping tomorrow. May 8th, Saturday, a return to 06. The Air Jordan 7 Flint. I had these when I was at Grand in my freshman year. I loved them. They coming out again on the sneakers out May 8th. May 10th, the SB Low Dunk Magic Mushroom. There was a raffle for them yesterday, but they'll be releasing on the sneakers out on May 10th. Kyrie Concept 7, Horus. There's rumors that it's going to be a Kyrie and KD collab coming out real soon. 
Also on May 8th, the Adidas Yeezy 500. The Inflame colorway dropping on May 8th. May 11th, and LeBron. This cue right up your alley, bro. The Miami Knights. LeBron 8, oh, version yeah, 2, low top. There's a rumor coming out that the old joints, the, my, the uh, South Beaches, are coming back out, but you had to be in tune to catch them. I put myself into a raffle, so hopefully we see what's going on. Those were iconic. Those are right there with those Yeezy Red Octobers and some of the greatest Jordans of all time. They're hard to get, so make sure you're on top of your game. Listen, I got my pen and pad right now. I'm taking all the sneaker notes so I can learn. Beyond that, I think that's going to do it for the week. Can't also forget, outside of Nike news, the Reebok Kamikaze Lows are coming out on May 8th. As well, so a version of the Shacks, the original Shack Diesels are coming out. Make sure y'all tune in to the mailbag and to the Instagram to stay up on the sneaker drops. We got some dope ladies on the way coming for the rundown segment in the next few weeks. So make sure y'all continue to tap in and keep it locked. You ready to get off into the game show segment, bro? I know it's spurred a moment for you, but. It's something that is kind of the staple of the show. It's one of the best things about the show. You ready to get off into it? Uh, listen, I'm not going to look bad, I hope. But no, it's, it's nah, one of my favorite things about bad. the show. It's fun. I get to act like I'm on Jeopardy and everything. I'm going to give you a softball when it's an easy question, I think. Which team in the NBA, we're going NBA, which franchise was the first franchise to win at least three championships you got 30 seconds to give me your answer and your time starts now i'm gonna be completely wrong but i feel like it's the celtics give yourself some time to think bro i said you got 30 (laughs) seconds (laughs) you going with the boston celtics that's your final answer I, i feel it in my soul but i don't know if i know uh, ten seconds. Um, yeah, I'll go with Celtics. I'll go with Celtics. I'll go with Celtics. I'll go with Celtics. Probably feel something. Seventy six is a something. The first franchise to win three NBA titles was the Los Angeles Lakers. For real? For real. Oh, man. For real, for real. That must have been that Walton uh, Jerry. Or is it Elgin? Is it that far back? What, what, what years were the three rings? Dog. <laughs> the LA Lakers won their first three championships in the 60s, dog. Mm. Yeah, see now now I gotta go back. Now I gotta go back. Three straight. First team to go three straight. Now I want to see who's on that team. <laughs> you got any you got any shout outs before we get out of here? Quick shout out. Shout out to I'll shout out my wife, major achievement. She graduated with her master's. Shout out Shakaya. Uh shout out to my Round little brother. Uh he has a full ride to LIU Pulse. His first couple games are gonna be on ESPN. He plays wide receiver Quincy. Uh, I wish he has an amazing season. Uh, great talent, great young man. Graduated early from high school. Uh, shout out to my bro Chris for not 
taking any slight and allowing me to be a part of the show. I hope I held it down and not made them look too bad. I already made my Laker fans look bad talking about some, Oh man, I got to remember these three, uh, these six rings, uh, these three first rings. Um, but nah, I appreciate coming on. Thank you guys, uh, for allowing me and allowing me to sit in a seat. Uh, anything I can do to help out the podcast. I'm an avid listener. Remember to follow, listen, uh, on all platforms It's one of the best ones out there. My dog, much appreciated. Much love, bro. Shout out to Young Thug and Gunner. They posted bail for 30 low-level offenders in the Fulton County Jail in the month of April. They sent some men home to their family, sent some fathers home. You dig what I'm saying? That's a, that's a boss move. So shout out to Slime and Young Gunner uh, for making that move. Shout out to Daniel Kaluuya for winning Best Supporting Actor in the Academy Awards. I'm gonna give y'all a little bit clip of I'm gonna give y'all a little clip of his acceptance speech. Check it out. You gotta celebrate life, man. We're breathing, we're walking. It's incredible. It's incredible. Like it's incredible. Bro. My mom met my dad. They had sex. It's amazing. Like, do you understand? I'm here. Nah. You know what I mean? so, <laughs> I'm so happy to be alive. So I'm gonna celebrate that tonight. Do you understand? And I appreciate. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, bro? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, his mom's reaction was all D. And you know, he's Nigerian too. So she she was not feeling that. But shout out to Daniel Kaluuya. He he apologized after that. But it was it, you know, he was nervous. He was excited. He won. But uh, you know, when you get when you get that, you you bound to say anything. I might have said something, slipped up and said something like that too. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> I was about to say something crazy that we might have to clip out. I caught myself. See, I'm already hyped. <laughs> That's going to do it, man, for my shout-outs. Appreciate y'all tapping in. We're going to keep this train rolling. Remember to follow us on the socials. Hit us up in the mailbag. Don't forget, ever. What happened here was a miracle, and I want you to f***ing acknowledge it. All right. It was a miracle. Can we go now? We gone. Holla. Center. Oh!